Hey, podcast family, it's another week and we're having another conversation. I'm so excited. I hope you're being inspired and encouraged by these kingdom conversations with these amazing folks that have uh, given me time to sit down and have a conversation in hopes to inspire you, encourage you as you go along your journey. Um, today, we talk about hip hop. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a 90s kid and hip hop shaped me significantly. Um, and it shaped me in ways you wouldn't expect. Uh, it shaped my passion for Christ. Uh, it shaped my ability to see uh, young people in a way to gave me a desire to inspire them and encourage them, especially back in my youth pastor days. Hip hop inspires me. Uh, it pushes me to be great. It also helps me to see um, the danger and the enemy of temptation and how I, it, it gets deep. Hip hop shaped me significantly because I grew up as a, as a hip hop head in a hip hop generation. How has it shaped you? Um, hip hop is all around. Um, I couldn't think of anybody else better to talk about this conversation than with than 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 the man Lecrae. Lecrae sat down. You know you the man when you only got one name. What's Lecrae last name? We don't even know. Like he just got one name. It's like Madonna Lecrae. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's a good comparison. I don't know. But Lecrae is in the building. I went to Atlanta to his studio, uh, and we had an amazing conversation, not just about hip hop and how it shaped him, but then how it fleshes its way out. And we had some interesting time where we discuss race, uh, reconciliation, um, and a lot of what's happening in our world today. So get ready. It's going to be an amazing conversation. Lecrae's in the building. We're talking about hip-hop and how it shaped us. Stadia has had the honor of helping hundreds of great leaders start new churches. We have a passionate desire to make sure that every child on the planet can experience the overwhelming love of Jesus Christ through the local church. This vision compels us to ask one very important question. Who's next? Who are the leaders that God is raising up to plant new churches? Who are the leaders that, that will answer the call to say, I'll follow, I'll raise up this generation, the next generation to know Jesus Christ and to change the world forever? Are you ready to start your church planting journey? Perhaps you know someone who is. Stadia is ready to help, and we'll be with you every step of the way, because we won't stop until every child has a church. Lecrae is in the building. Indeed I am. Dude. Yeah. Thanks for taking time to, to chop it up, bro. Thank you. Dude, this is a privilege and honor. I'm excited. Vice versa. So one of the topics, um, the theme is this idea of um, moments that shaped us. Mm. And I want to talk to you about, is there a moment or a time when hip hop shaped you? Like when it grabbed you and you was like, yo, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I'll never be the same because of what I just experienced. Any moments like that from your youth? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think the first moment is, <clears throat> you know, I, I remember being a kid, I was in, uh, in San Diego at the time. so. Uh, my grandmother, she lived in San Diego, and, and she would house all her grandchildren. She has 12 kids mm. and a gazillion grandchildren. Oh, wow, yeah. And she would house us in the summer. So I'm probably about six. Mm -hmm. And um, my cousins are older than me. They're watching uh, Yo! MTV Raps. Yeah, yeah. And, and it comes on late at night back then. And I'm not supposed to be up. I'm supposed to be asleep. But I hear them making all this commotion in the front room late at night. So I creep into the front, and I'm just peering over the couch watching these images of these young black kids on TV 
and I'm and it looks like, you know, this idyllic world that yeah. I, I had just like it was like, wow, look yeah. at these people yeah. and the fun they're having and the breakdancing and then to see that happen in the front yard and see my cousins mimic it, it just was a whole that whole summer yeah. just kinda like was a moment where I was like what is this? Yeah. I need to know what this is and be a part of this, whatever That's it good. is. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I think when I was like at a birthday party and the fat boys was on or something like that, and it was like, yo, this dance is off the chain. Yeah. Like, it's like that music. When did you see it and you said, I'm going to do that? Mm. I loved the idea of it, right? But mm -hmm. it was like, uh, it was like when I saw another bad creation and crisscross mm. yeah and these are these are kids who are my age yeah you know yeah. doing this it it made it more of a reality yeah. and it was kind of like oh we can do this mm. you know like we can really do this and so i think from that i i got more excited about pursuing it and probably around 11 12 i got really passionate about it it was what i did every waking hour writing raps i recite them to myself on the way to school really? catch the bus in the back of the bus any idle moment i had yeah. i was gonna be crafting some rhymes wow yeah man what um some of the most influential hip-hop albums mm. that shaped you back in the day like some of the classics um you know the 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 real um the 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 shaping era for me was probably ninety eight ninety nine ninety eight ninety nine I'm coming into my own mm -hmm. um, coming into the faith and it was really important what I what I absorbed at yeah. that point in time I wanted yeah. to make sure that I was absorbing music that um, you know I was just in a very um, a, 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 a place where I was very concerned about what I was thinking how I was learning and what I was receiving and, and processing. It was very important for me. Yeah, Self-identity, yeah. self-awareness. So at that point in time, uh, consciousness was huge. So at that point in time, it was Equimini from Outcast mm -hmm. was huge. Uh, the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill yes. uh, was huge. Um, I remember Commons like Water for Chocolate was huge. Yeah. Uh, Most Deaf and Talib Kweli. Um, you know, those were some very poignant, you know, mm -hmm. albums for me that really kind of made me say, okay, you know, hip hop is really forming a lot of my identity and, yeah. and who I am. Man, if hip hop is a girlfriend, did y'all ever have to break up because Ooh. of your faith? Yeah, that's tell funny, yeah. That. Yeah, um, and I tell it, you know, I tell it. That's a good question. That's, huh? a, good, that's a great Your question. Your boy know what he going, <laughs> Yeah, baby. That's a great question. <laughs> I, I, you know, I tell, I tell people that all the time. You know, some yeah. people say, how can you work with secular artists and do all this type of stuff? And, and I say, you know what, um, I, I tell people that it's, it's everything's not for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, um, Paul said all things are permissible, not all things are beneficial. And yeah. at, at some points in my life, it was not beneficial for me to listen to these griots, yeah. to listen to these poets. Well, and I think we all, it's a, it was a part of our church or how we process faith. Maybe, I don't want to put it on culture in the black church, but I, I don't know, but we all kind of, broke up with our music, right? We did. It's like when you turn your CDs and you put them on the altar and say, I'm done. And then it's like, I'm, I'm, but then you'd be like, did I really just give away my Prince CD? You know what I mean? Or whatever. What was that journey like for you when you actually had to break up? Um, so for me, you know, of course, I was heavy into like a lot of the more gangster and, yeah. and, and, and misogynistic music. Yeah. 
And uh, like, like at, at the worst, what was that? Oh, uh, I mean, you know, you, at the worst. Because um, how old were you? To me, the greatest of all time. I mean, just totally changed the game is the Chronic album. The Chronic album was. But yeah. I'm older. Because how old are you? Thirty-eight. Oh, because we're about the same age. Yeah. I'm forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Chronic album was like. Man, Jesus, yeah. you good, but like, like, because it introduced weed, yeah. the club, the parties, yeah. the vis it gave you visual aids for what the weekend should look like. The right. 40 ounces, right. all of that. Yeah, the Chronic was, Chronic was more like middle school, but by, I mean, by the time, like, college when I became a believer. That's when the breakup had to happen. Cash money. Lil yeah. Wayne, <laughs> drop it like it's hot, trick yes, daddy. Yes, You know, uh, yeah. these were the, the 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 people on the scene, yeah. and uh, and and so it was like ah, oh, every party was a cash money party, oh, and it was you drop know, it like it's drop hot. it like it's hot, it juvenile, oh, you know what I mean. God. So yeah. all of that, DMX was big, it just and so it was like that time period where. You know, I was a party animal, and I yeah. love to have fun. I love to go out and, have, yeah. and, and go to the parties and, and becoming a believer and just trying to understand my boundaries and where I could be and what I could yeah. do and, and couldn't do and what was a struggle for me. I had to back up. And, and yeah, I did make it. I actually made giving up my music an idol. So I, I took all the CDs. I took, I threw all, oh my gosh. Just the drama. Just the dramatic. Just throw I it I threw up. all these CDs all away, CDs. Yeah. but I kept the, uh, the cases. And I and I really? duct taped them together to make this giant shrine of holiness. Oh, you and, was deep and dedication to oh, like you was yeah, deep. it was. Deep. I gave this all. Look up. at what I gave you up for Jesus. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was a trip, man. But um, I, it was necessary at the time for me to just find myself and understand mm. who I was. And process. so, if y'all broke up, when did you um, when did you begin to make the first move to rekindle the relationship with her? Yeah, I, um, I think I started to rekindle the relationship. Well, first I had to understand that, you know, rap and God could coexist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and I saw I'm very grateful for, you know, a lot of the, the believers who are making hip hop music and everybody from Tunnel Rats to Cross Movement and all those different groups uh, for giving me a different outlook and a different take on mm. things. And so I think I started to think First, they have to be exclusively about, explicitly about Jesus in order for them to coexist. Mm -hmm. And so I, I went through that phase of like, mm -hmm. well, if it's not like didactically teaching the Bible in rap form, <laughs> it's no good. Right, right, right. Um, but as I, as I matured and I got older and I just started realizing, you know, even some of the guys who mentors and leaders and pastors would reference some of the modern day mm -hmm. rappers. And I said, well, you, you know, you know, and, and, and you know, that's what Paul did, right? Yeah, he referenced yeah. the modern day, you know, poets and, and thinkers of the day. And so I said, well, you got to listen to him to know him. And so then it began to be like, well, I'm studying tape. You know, let me study tape right. so I can no research. Yeah, do some research. For evangelism. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's uh, around, you know, probably two, three years after I became a believer, I felt more comfortable doing research mm. and um, and found that it wasn't causing me to go jump off a cliff or yeah. go wild out. And so, you know, I, I, I matured and really began to just start listening to their perspectives and appreciating their artistic abilities versus like taking my cues from these guys. Yeah. yeah. So then you, so how would you define the relationship now then? If it's broken up, re-engaged, mm -hmm. what is it now? 
Uh, now it's like a, a, a symbiotic relationship mm. where now is uh, now we can we can work in step and we understand where each other you know where we are yeah. you know in this relationship in this dynamic so and I understand like I'm a product of hip hop I am hip hop yeah right and yeah. so because of that I dictate what hip hop is in, in in so many ways yeah and so um it's almost like saying it's like asking me to remove my masculinity from my faith or my ethnicity from my faith. Like right. I, I am a man, I am a black man and I am a believer and I can't take them apart. And yeah. so hip hop being a culture of sorts, like I, I am that. And so now I'm dictating, you know, what that looks like uh, to yeah. be a product of this and to be a, a believer um, in, in, in Jesus. And so now um, I, it's mutually beneficial and I use it in a way because I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at if it weren't for hip hop. Absolutely not. Right? So Absolutely anybody not. who has a any you know, negative perspective on rap music or whatever, there's no Lecrae without rap music. Exactly. You know, there's no yeah. Lecrae without Easy E or Ice Cube or yeah. Dr. Dre. I don't yeah. exist. Yeah. Um so yeah, so 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 from here, um it's a great relationship where I feel like a big brother now, and I can mm. coach and lead and, and mentor, speak exactly, to, challenge. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. that's good. Man, before you, I got a chance to go to uh, one of your shows in LA. Mm -hmm. What, is there a prayer that you pray on a regular basis before you got on the stage? What's the conversation that you have with yourself before you hit the stage? Um, <clears throat> I think it's, it, 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 not specifically, you okay. know, but, but I think generally, my fear is operating out of my own self-confidence, operating mm -hmm. out of my own wherewithal, my wisdom, my knowledge, yeah. and not being dependent on the spirit. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. that's my fear. So, if anything, I'm praying, God, um, let me speak from a, a place of dependency. Yeah, you know, versus yeah. like I've done this a million times. I've read these books. I've listened to, you know, uh, Bishop Tate podcast <laughs> and I'm fine yeah. but but let me be truly dependent um, so that I can say what may need to be said in a yeah. particular situation and be sensitive to that man to have you seen this how have you seen the spirit do unique things at your concerts and at your shows because it's I mean it's hype it's crazy but it's also church right 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 yeah yeah um I, I think I think the unique thing for for me is it's, it's an environment where you don't have to put on airs yeah. so I don't have to pretend I'm a super Christian or have it together <laughs> and so there's gonna be you know there's gonna be all kinds of people in there who yeah. come from all yeah. different walks of life yeah. and they're gonna come as they are yeah um, but I but they feel comfortable being themselves and they feel welcomed yeah. and then my whole uh, I, I guess I, my whole kind of MO or, or where I'm at is is showing my scars yeah and so you know that's what hip-hop has always done for me it's always kind of said look here's my scars they're pretty ugly but by looking at other people's scars you realize healing is possible mm. and so what I've seen God do is bring healing um, to a lot of people in a lot of circumstances where they otherwise wouldn't feel comfortable yeah you know talking about these particular things and would feel like I got to dress it up or clean it up yeah. but this is not that environment it's freedom it's freedom absolutely that's good what's your um, latest album um, and now you're working on probably a mixtape or something like mm -hmm. that because you go mainstream and then you go yeah, 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 grimy yeah, yeah. Right. Come, so Look at you. Um, this last album though all things work together mm -hmm. 
absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Facts. Yeah. I want to talk about facts. Okay. And I want to talk about when you started writing that. What's your writing process like? And when did the create, when did the concept? Yeah. Because clearly you had a lot you wanted to say. Sure. And when did that concept begin to take root and begin to form? Um, so, backstory of um, 2014, mm -hmm. right? So, four years ago, um, the Michael Brown um, mm -hmm. decision and, and, and all the uproar around Ferguson had come to fruition. And I had my own personal thoughts and feelings about it. I didn't understand how broader evangelicalism felt about it. And I didn't have any concept of my views being different than the general evangelistic perspective you on just everything. assume. Obviously, we see this the same way. It, that's exactly what, yeah, how I thought. Yeah, yeah. So when I use social media as a place to comment about it, I was met with such backlash that it, it threw me for a loop. And I was like, what? what is happening right now? I'm confused. Why am I being attacked? Don't we have the same perspective? And that's when I had to do some digging and I had to do some 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 diving into like, oh, the narrative takes a split here. And so I had to go backtrack and see where this narrative started mm. to, to to change. And as I started digging, it got deeper and deeper and deeper. And that hole went very deep um, to where I didn't know how to articulate the the struggle, the pain, the the frustrations that I was unearthing. And I didn't know how to you know, talk about it. Um, I just felt PTSD. I felt just the weight of the pain and the suffering um, from history to Sandra Bland, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, so a lot of the album was being formed around that sense of depression and pain mm. and anguish. And probably around the middle of getting all of that out, um, I found the confidence and I found a collective of people and and thinkers and, and speakers and people like yourself, yeah. you know, who I, I it, it gave me a new sense of confidence that I don't necessarily have to fit into a particular box as a Christian. Um, and unless we do, we're really tribal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can get tribal denominations. Yeah. And, yeah. and as soon as you, you know, you you're in a conservative Episcopalian place and you run a lap and you shout and like, wait, what just happened? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And so Where somewhere else that was it, like, I'm about to jump in behind one more lap. I'm in with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I, I found freedom. Yeah. And and when and finding that freedom, I said, I've got I've got to articulate this. And that's what facts was about. It was articulating. Listen, y'all, I know you don't know where I belong on the spectrum, but let me just let me just tell you. So you don't have to guess anymore. Wow. And uh, that's really how the song came to fruition. So you found your courage through your pen. Absolutely. And you, bro, you feel the courage coming through. And what and oh, what man. happens is other people that are, especially minorities navigating multi-ethnic spaces, mm -hmm. you gave voice to often a silent frustration. Yeah. But there are public events that provoke of a verbal frustration. It's sure. like because there are things that have just happened. It's like, yo, we don't see this the same way at all. Yeah. And we've been rocking together for a long time in this multi-ethnic space, but majority culture, you need to kind of sit and listen, mm -hmm. and not not just swipe this away as liberal, mm -hmm. because when you do that, you have no idea the injury that you're causing your brother. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's painful. Where were you when, like, Twitter, 2014? Like you put that out there, 
two hours later, three hours later, you're getting buzzes, people are calling you. What What's happening in that space where you're starting to realize, oh, this isn't what I thought it was? Uh, um, yeah, so. It sounds like you know what it was, but you don't want to say. No, that, no, no. That was that look on your face. It, it was like, huh, how do I edit this? Yeah, it was a, com <laughs> it was a combination. So it's a combination of um, everything happens with Michael Brown. Mm -hmm. I tweet my perspective or whatnot. Facebook. And, um, and, you know, 20, 30 minutes goes by and it's mostly negative backlash. Wow. You know, and I'm like, what? So I'm... So I'm a little taken aback. I'm like, maybe I said it wrong. You know, it's really what my, my brain said. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, let me do a video and let me articulate what I'm, <laughs> so you can see my face. Obviously, and, honestly, let me put yeah, my face on smile, and smile. And say, hey guys. Some, Cause that's saying some crazy stuff. Crazy yeah. stuff, <laughs> crazy stuff. So you do a video. Do a video and, and, and my best posture and mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm. met with the same type of resistance. Wow. And so, so then I had to step back and I started talking to my friends, you know, um, and it was like an eye-opening experience. And then, um, you know, t as time progresses, you know, a Washington Post article comes out about some, some things that are happening in evangelicalism and, and um, you know, Christina Cleveland expresses that um, I'm a product of tokenism. And, and tokenism, you know, being that you are kind of placated and used in majority culture as the token black person to speak on behalf of all black people in, in, a, in a sense. Oh, wow. And, um, and, I, and I had to take a step back and look at things and say, oh, wow, is that true? And if that's true, you know, let me, let me process what that means. Yeah. And, uh, and that was eye-opening for me. And there were some elements of that that mm. were true, mm. not because it, it wasn't willful. It wasn't no. like I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, I'll be your guy. But it was yeah. like, oh, I didn't realize that that's how I was being used. Yeah. And so it, I gave people the sense that they were embracing diversity because they had Lecrae albums, yeah. because they follow Lecrae on Twitter. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm keyed in. Yeah, we got a black pastor. It, I'm woke. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it, it made me say, OK, I got you. So so now let me take some authority then and and show you what it looks like when you follow someone from uh, a, another ethnic group yeah. and that it's going to be different because of the you know it, it's humbling to follow someone from a, a minority ethnic group yeah you know as a majority culture and we need more of that we need yeah. more people who more people in majority culture who don't just have an athlete that they love or artists yeah. that they love but have mentors and people that they need in their lives. Well, it, it's that pivotal moment, too, where you, as a minority, who has a following and a constituency that's extremely diverse, mm -hmm. um, but has a, a strong white base, yeah. um, economically, mm -hmm. uh, that's a baseline. So there comes a point, bro, where you're like, do I step and fetch and dance to secure economic success yes. for future? Yes. Or do I allow my authentic voice to come out recognizing that they may very well disrupt everything that I've built because they bought it off of a certain framework of Lecrae that you never put yourself in, yeah. but you just never went there. Right. But when it was time to go there, I ain't got no problems with going there. Right, absolutely. But now that that's, it's like, whoa, do I keep that voice or do I say, you know what, I'm not gonna talk about that anymore. Right. And 
Pro, not only did you not re reject that, you grabbed the mic and doubled down on it. But, but that was a moment, though, where you had to make that decision. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Talk yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, I think the moment when I made that decision was uh, July 4th, 2015, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Are you serious? I'm, I'm almost positive because I tweeted a picture of a bunch of um, slaves who could potentially be my ancestors on a plantation, and I said what my ancestors were doing on July 4th, 1776. Wow. And, um, you know, they were picking cotton. They weren't free. You know, my ancestors weren't free on Independence Day um, in America. And it wasn't visceral. It wasn't, yeah. from, it wasn't me trying to, it was me saying, hey guys, these, these are some realities that yeah. we should think through, yeah. pay attention to. Yeah. And oh man, I remember, I remember that was the day when it was kind of like, <laughs> people were like, and I'm done with you. And it was, oh yeah, it was like, and I'm deleting every song off, off of my kids' iPod. And you know, Lecrae, you're divisive and you're a race baiter and you're racist. And you know, it was funny because that's just a fact. Wow. It's just a fact that this was my ancestors' reality. Wow. But it comes off as this kind of don't expose that kind of truth. Let yeah. us enjoy the narrative that we've. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a nice little Disneyland. Please. And we're all here together. Exactly. Why you got to bring up the hard stuff? Exactly. Why you got to bring up old stuff, Lecrae? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was that day like pers for you personally? Because a part of, like, that's risky, bro. Yeah. Like, that's risky. I, I would love to say, I would love to say I was, you know, filled with the spirit in the, the heart of Daniel and David. You know, tongues hovering around. I would love to say that, but that's not the truth. The truth is, um, it was the beginning of going into a dark place. Yeah, it was the beginning of saying, um, I don't know if I trust y'all, I don't know if I trust your seminaries, I don't know if I trust the church history or anything. And, and I am, I'm done, yeah, you know, and that was the beginning of a really, really dark place, uh, for me. But it had to get dark before it could get light, yeah. So, what, um. <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie, bro. When uh, what's the song? Uh, somebody better come, come and, get and get me, me. <laughs> bro. No. The only thing I'm scared is the IRS and God. That's bro, that was like, oh, he's found his help now, and he's helping me find. Like that, just <laughs> days, man. In my last year of ministry, where I just had, I just had challenges. I had, I had haters. I had. Mm -hmm. And it was, when that song came on, I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, come and get me, son. Yeah. Dude, I can tell by then you was like, I'm free. I was free. Yeah. I was free. I, I was free. It was, it was, it was, uh, you know, looking at, at, um, at Hebrews when, when, when God was talking, when, when, uh, you know, you seen the Faith Hall of Fame and you seeing Moses saying, I want to be associated with the people of God. I'm going to give up all of the riches in Egypt yeah. to be associated with the people of God. That's rich. And that was a, a, a type of freedom that said, Psh, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. I want to be on the right side of history mm. instead of the rich side of history. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe the right side will be the rich side, but if yeah. it costs me, it costs me. Yeah. So I was waiting on the right time. Dude. 
to tell you how I feel. Why is I want that to be a whole song. I know it should have been. Like but. it's so it's yeah. so funky, yo. Yeah. How, did, did that come late in the writing process of the song? Like that shift is just a creative. It's like a mind twister. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I remember. Kanye's my dark twisted fantasy mm -hmm. and it took you on so many rides yeah you know and, and and I remember just that feeling of like I want to take people on a journey um uh, uh, musically and and um to show people multifaceted so we're going to be rough and tough and then we're going to I'm gonna flip it and it's going to get funky and it's going to be you know but but that's who I am so yeah. it was kind of a it, it was a musical picture of the, the diversity of who Lecrae is and, and, and who we are, you know, as a people and, and just being able to say, listen, y'all, I'm gonna tell it to you the best way I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm a give it to you. That was brilliant, yo. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. So on the mixtape that's underground, I know y'all working on something. Yes. Take that little snippet and drop <laughs> some facts. That's just my little, my little production <laughs> advice, right. you know what I mean? Last thing about facts and then we'll move on and talk about something else. You, you mentioned uh, if you're gonna do it, you better have a life raft. What's your life raft? Um, so, I think there's multifaceted, right? I think socially, social, socially, you gotta have a life. You gotta have a group of people around you who can affirm yes. what it is that you're saying, and and who can you know keep you accountable, accountable yeah. to everything, right? So you're not just off the rails, going crazy. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, Mentally and emotionally, um, you you've got to have. I, I was I was going to counseling. I was I was going to therapy uh, to make sure that I was mentally and emotionally like. I'm, you can't just say these type of things and receive these type of shots coming at you and not making sure yeah. that you're going to be able to have your mental state taken care of. Um, and then, you know, obviously spiritually. You know, obviously mm -hmm. spiritually, I had to be confident that God was who he said he was, despite what uh, historical narratives have been presented to me, that I knew I knew God. And then mm -hmm. uh, lastly, um, financially, right? Because, I, you know, as Martin Luther King says, uh, riots are the voice of, 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 you know, those who are enraged and, and, and it's, it's like we'll tear apart our communities because we don't have a voice. We don't, we feel like we're voiceless and we don't necessarily have a life raft. We just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Uh, this is where I worked, I'm gonna kill my job. Oh, that's good. And it's like, no. That's good. You're not, I'm not telling you to sell out yeah. and say, well, let me be quiet because I don't have a financial outlet. Yeah. But I am saying, okay, Martin Luther King always had a plan. Yeah. You know, the civil rights movement, they all, they, it was 10 steps ahead every yeah. time. It was like, uh-uh-uh, we're not gonna get beat up in front of those cameras because ain't nobody gonna watch. Right. We're gonna get beat up in front of these cameras. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. so for me, it was saying, what am I building to make sure my family and and everything else is taken care of? Because I'm going to speak out yeah. and I'm going to lose money. And I did mm. uh, quite a lot. You but, did? Yeah. Oh, whew, boy. You did? Oh, yes. Yes, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough when you, you, you do a tour and there's 3,000 people there and then you come to the same city and it's 300. You know, so, so but it was a process of, of rebuilding. So my audience literally was in the process of rebuilding. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that, I don't know if I'll ever see them again, but yeah. there's new people there. 
Yeah. You know, and there's new faces and it's way more diverse than it's ever been, which is, I guess, you know, the purge came before the surge, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, um, Jesus Music, years ago, um, I think that was one of the first times we met um, at our church out in California mm -hmm. uh, for our youth group. Uh, you did Jesus Music, mm -hmm. uh, which you wrote. Mm -hmm. uh, and you wrote Facts. Mm -hmm. The Lecrae that wrote Facts... Mm. What do you say to the Lecrae that wrote Jesus Music? What message do you give to oh, him? Oh, man. I, I, I would tell that kid, stay idealistic, right? Mm. I mean, stay stay on fire and idealistic because there's so many things as you get older in this industry and everything else that just wants to quench that fire. Yeah. That, fi that passion for God, that passion to believe that everything can work, you know? Because um, as you get older, the cynicism and the realism just just becomes your reality. Yeah. And you need that young, fiery idealism that just believes, you know, one song can change the world. Yeah. And, and so I would I would tell him to fight for that flame. Um, but then I'd also tell him, you know, um, to to not. Um, not assume someone's ice is colder or someone's water's wetter, hmm. you know, because I, 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 when you're young, you think it's just levels to it. You know, it, it could be anything. It could be, oh, the people with more money, their water's colder, their ice is, uh, ice is colder, their water's wetter. The people with more seminary degrees, their water's hmm. colder or their ice is colder, their water's wetter. The, you know, the, the reformed or the Pentecostal or who, you know, it's like, oh, their ice is definitely yeah. colder. Their water's yeah. wetter, or white over black or whatever it may be. Um, it's man, you are made in the likeness and the image of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the mm. skin that you are in. And, um, and man, just don't get into that rat race of thinking that there's some subset under the sun that has the right ingredients. Yeah, no, that's good. That's yeah. good. Man, you did Sway, uh, Sway in the morning and you did a freestyle. Mm. Dude, how, how... Are you nervous? Are you scared? Are you, like, give me some more? What... Because freestyling is just off the top of the dome. Yeah. For those of that don't, that may have not have any idea what I'm talking about, I'm going to have to give all kinds yeah. of cross-references in this whole right, interview. Right, 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 But just off the top of the dome, and Sway is a huge hip-hop platform, yeah. and you being on that platform and killing it right. was huge. A freestyle would be rapping words uh, without having previously written them down. <laughs> uh, no, um, you know... I'm I'm not a church kid right. who found hip hop. I'm a I'm a hip hop kid who found God. Mm. So I longed for those days. You were ready. I I longed. You was ready. That oh, was from the bus. Man, from the back school of the bus, bus. You were ready. I, that like you live for that. I love it. You I live love for it. that. So all the times freestyling in the car, driving, and and you and your friends walking to school, it was like it culminates to this moment. It's like. This is what we've been waiting for our whole childhood. Are you kidding me right now? So after you kill the mic with Sway and yeah. you walk out, what are you feeling? Oh uh, man, I mean, you know, you, I'm, you, you never, I never feel like I did that. You always yeah. feel like, you're always thinking of the things you did wrong. <laughs> yeah. And yep, like, yep. ah man, I took too long with breath right here. Nah, I, I didn't you. get this line like this and this didn't happen. And um, you know, you major in the minors, but yeah. then you, you see what happens in the culture. Just the response. And you're like, oh goodness gracious! Just loving it. So, like, and you—you're not a fake rapper. You're a real. So, if I, even if I said something right now, if I said like Albert Tate 
podcasts, Lecrae, check it out. You could take all of those elements and put together a freestyle about that. Yeah, I mean, this was, it, it's like me asking you, if I, if I tell you a struggle I may be having, you got a word for me. Right. Well, <laughs> but I don't, I'm not sure if everyone listening believes that, though. So maybe, like, a few bars real quick off the top of the dome right now, including those words. I'm just saying, if you, like, real. But if you, if you feel like, I can't do it when <laughs> I'm tired, it. then... No, then it's that's not. Good. I mean, it's just... It may not be amazing. It's just like, you know, real rap, never fake podcast, Albert Tate. You know what I mean? We, you know, uh, no escape, you know, no scapegoats unless you're talking about Jesus. He's the only one, the lamb, true lamb, you know, no beef, no ham. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just the crazy in the building. I love we it. having fun. Though. I'm not. I'm no, just, no, 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 just no. being you, silly, you're good. man. This brother just got with true bus, man. You're good. So, yo, every week at our church. We have a segment called Question of the Day, yeah. where we ask our folks a question of the day and they turn around and greet their neighbor. And I like to end every podcast with a segment just called Question of the Day. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to rapid fire you a list of questions and you just give me your thoughts. Okay. You good? We ready? Okay. If you could join any musical ensemble in history, which would it be? Oh, man. Um, the Fugees. Mm, the Fugees. Nice, yeah. nice. With El Lauren Hill is Lauren Hill is amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, what is something that everyone else loves that you think is overrated? Everyone else loves that I think is overrated. Yeah, everybody's all about it, and you're like, I don't get it. Um, There's so many things. I would say, uh, man, salad. <laughs> I don't just that's salad. Good. That's Everyone's good. on the health kick. I that's just good. salad's not good. It's lettuce. I don't. It's not good. Right, right, like, right. Yes, it's good for you. Yeah, is it, yeah. But is it good? Which is a big deal for you because you're a big health guy. Yeah, but is it good? You get on my nerves all in the morning in the gym. I'm trying to motivate people, off. man. You ain't motivating. You you depressing. You depressing me. You ain't <laughs> motivating me. I'm, I'm rolling over thinking I'm I ain't gonna never do that. So I might as well go to sleep. No, Honey, give me a donut inspired. and I'm gonna roll over and go to sleep. You ain't inspired nothing. You depressing me. You and Leon. <laughs> Crump, now Leon's Crump, put a shirt on. <laughs> now he's Crump, on another level. That's all I got to say. Crump, <laughs> hashtag Crump, put a shirt on. He's on another um, level. No, he's, that's my boy. Um, what other profession did you ever consider pursuing? Um, a scientist. Mm. I don't know what kind specifically, but I just wanted to get into in the science. In the sciences. Yeah. What is something that you're bummed that you're still bad about? That you're still bad at? Um, oh man, all the time, I, I feel like I should be a way better basketball player. Like I just feel like I got I got a bum rap by my coach, put me at center when I should have been practicing as a guard. Oh, this my is shot real. should be wetter. This is deep. This I'm, brother, it's, it's, it's deep. pain. Like it's my pain. son like, suffers for the pain <laughs> that I was caused in this particular area. So I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel it. What is something you used to say that you don't say anymore? You're not comfortable saying anymore. Um, something I used to say that I'm not comfortable saying anymore. Um, alcohol's bad. I don't know. <laughs> Wine is water that believes in Jesus. That's, that, that's it's converted water. That's all. It's I converted water. Yeah. I was the same way. I don't say that anymore either. <laughs> I'm with you on that. As a matter of fact, right after this, let's go uh, celebrate. What um what is something you pray about a lot that you don't talk about often? Mm. Something I pray about a lot. I don't talk about often is uh. Uh, wanting to be a better father for my children than mm. I experienced. Yeah. And uh, that's something that I, I definitely um, have anxiety over all the time and just 
because it's not a a roadmap necessarily. Yeah. Know, so. Well, that's yeah. good. When was the last time you had to say I'm sorry? Um, I th I just had to tell my daughter I'm sorry, uh, for getting on her. Uh, about something that she was falsely, I, you know, I falsely accused her. Oh. You know, so I was like, yeah, Daddy, I blew it. Tell your kids you're sorry if you just often, often, often. Yeah. What is something that is often misunderstood about you? Often misunderstood about me is that, um, like, I don't, I don't parade myself around like I, I know all of the, the answers and have it all together. And I think people th assume like. Oh, he's gonna say the right thing at the right time, or so on and so forth. And um, and I and I'm very aware that sometimes I just drop the ball, hmm. and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm, it makes me human. I'm not okay with it. Like, hey, it's just no, it, no, it, no, it, but, it, yeah. It, but yeah, but yeah, like I I think people when you're on a platform, they just expect perfection. And man, it's just the more you talk, the more room you give to say something wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Man, leader of Reach Records, phenomenal leader. Mm -hmm. uh, most people may think that you just rap, but bro, you're leading a movement in an amazing business. What area of leadership are you still growing in? Um, managing people. Hmm. You know, managing people because, uh, you know, y y vision leaks and you've got to constantly cast vision for people. You've got to inspire people. You've got to not be a tyrant, but be a servant leader and get people to be who they were created to be, not who you want them to be. Yeah. And so learning to manage people well, I'm still growing. That's good. Last question. Favorite cuss word? Favorite cuss word? Oh, man. Uh, Y'all gonna bleep it out? Yeah. How does this work? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If that's a cuss I word, it's a term it. of endearment to me. It. I love that's it. That's a term I of endearment it. in my world. Oh, I don't know. Oh, man. Lecrae, <laughs> my man. <Yeah>. Thanks. <laughs>